Friends, I am so excited to finally be able to share with you at the next event next year, May 26, 27, 28. So block those days out of your calendar. Tell your employer if you need to. And I would definitely make sure you block off Monday as well because you'll need the integration day if you can take it. This event is not to be missed. It is only, I'm only going to be doing this event once. If you're not already on the wait list, make sure that you get on the wait list so that you can get a thousand dollars off when the tickets come out. Um, and also so that you can get access to the tickets before everybody else. You, the wait list will have two days to get tickets before everybody else, which is very important because I only have 60 spaces available for the event. Um, the tickets, just so that you guys know, are going out in October, the first day of uh cart being open is the 17th of October. So get that calendar, get that date in your calendar. Um, so yeah, all the details for the event, what's included, the testimonials from the previous rounds, the testimonial video, the testimonial, um, like actual visual testimonials and the promo video and everything else can be found on the website page. Click the link below. If you have any questions, let me know, but let me just tell you this event is not to be missed. Three days of intense and amazing transformative somatic healing work, trauma release, energetic upgrading, fucking recoding that body of yours, getting super into your feminine energy, your sensuality, finally feeling confident. You guys know the drill, doing all the things. It's going to happen in the three days. And I'm so excited for you to be joining. And I had to go through a really big mindset shift of Georgia. You get to create your own reality. What Mm. do you want What feels good for you? Because when I'm in alignment, when I feel good, my family is going to thrive. I am going to be the best mum. And that is such a big mind shift. And I'm someone who, you know, I teach this stuff. I I know all this stuff, but I had to process this. Everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode with Georgie Stevenson. I've been on her podcast two times, I think. Um, Rise and Conquer, the link is below if you want to check it out. She is an Australian businesswoman and mum, and she's just extraordinary and absolutely killing it in the game. So I'm excited to have her on and talk to you guys about this amazing change, a change that she has gone through in her life with being a new mum and still being a wife and running a couple of businesses. So she's a lot going on and I know that there are so many of you that need to listen to this episode, whether you are a mum or whether you want to be a mum. Even if you want to be a mum in the future, it is so important for you to start thinking about what that's going to look like, especially if you have a career or run a business and you want to continue doing that when you are a mom, because things need to shift, things need to change. And like, even for myself, I'm always thinking about that. Me and my man always mention that, have conversations and whatnot. And I ensure that it's the forefront of, it's at the forefront of the mind for the business and for my team members of always thinking, right, how can we streamline this? How can we simplify this? Always thinking of ideas of allowing me to be a little bit more hands-off so that when that time comes, it's not some big, stressful, quick, manic change. It's already been done and implemented well beforehand and the business and the followers have adapted to that kind of new business structure, if that makes sense as well. So um, Georgie is absolutely amazing and the conversation was really, really fantastic. It went in lots of different areas um, and it was just kind of, it was just authentic. It was deep. It was great. Um, So whether you are a mom or whether you are not not a mom, but you want to be a mom, you definitely should listen. I mean, Georgie has um, gone through her own journey with uh, falling pregnant, the pregnancy itself. And actually we started working together um, 
she was one of my clients just when she fell pregnant. It was so funny. She like, it was one of those miracle like cases that, um, she, one of those miracle moments where she, uh, had me on her podcast. She wanted me to be her coach. She signed up, kind of paid the contract, paid, did the contract, whatever. And it was like, boom, she fell pregnant. And it was just like, so aligned, universe aligned. And it was beautiful to be able to support her in staying in her feminine and and changing and adapting through this new season of her life where she was really able to let go more and allow her partner to lead, allow her husband to take things off her plate. And it's been tremendous in this new season of life for her. So listen to the episode. Let me know your thoughts make sure you tag Georgie and myself in it when you share on your Instagram stories so that we can both share it on our Instagram stories. And of course, if you haven't already left a review, I would really appreciate you leaving a review as they go really far with helping people to find the podcast and know that the podcast will also be of benefit to them. Last thing I wanted to also mention is that if you're not following me on Instagram, please make sure that you do because I am actually putting out some exciting little mini packages for one-on-ones that I know lots of you are going to be interested in. I haven't been able to do this for a long time because of time, but I have more time on my hands now, which is great. This is only going to be available for like right now because then it's going to be Christmas and I take time off over my birthday in January. So if you know you want to be able to snatch one of these up, make sure that you look at the details below and I will shut up now and you guys can get into the episode. Do you want to introduce yourself to everybody and kind of paint the picture of um, the business that you run and kind of what you do day to day? Yeah, cool. So my name is Georgie Stevenson. I own two companies. So I, uh, both missions are to empower women to live their most authentic and best life. So that's a little bit different in each. So the first company is Naked Harvest, which is an all-natural supplements company. So, you know, we do pre-workouts, green powders, proteins, everything is natural, no refined sugars, gluten-free, dairy-free, all those things. And that really came from a place because I come from the fitness world and I would walk into a supplement uh, you know, store and I just did not feel seen. Everything's like mm. blue and lightning bolts and like a hundred mega caffeine and just not suited for a women's body. So we really mm. filled the gap of, hey, I'm a fitness galley who, you know, loves my fitness, but I don't want to be taking that much caffeine or I don't want to be taking, you know, whey protein that messes with my gut. And I also Mm -hmm. want my supplements to look pretty on my bench. So Mm -hmm. we really filled the gap with building, um, bringing like a beautiful femme style and supplements that suited women. So that's one half of me. And then the other half is my female empowerment through my podcast, the Rise and Conquer podcast. And I also do like manifesting courses uh, and that sort of thing, which was very much like a side hustle and like an outlet. But I'm in between both. I do a lot of things. Plus, I am a new mama. So I gave birth November last year to beautiful Ivy Sunday after a very long trying to conceive journey. And so I've spent the last eight months exploring that and I went back to work uh quite soon just because of um you know circumstances and my businesses and because I wanted to uh Mm -hmm. so I have been transitioning exploring that um and yeah that kind of sums it up 
I love it. It's perfect. Beautiful. All right. So let's jump straight in. What has it been like being a new mom and you really, really wanting to, I know that it was really important for you to be an amazing mom and a very hands-on mom to Ivy whilst also still running two businesses and having a huge Instagram following and doing all those things as well. Yeah. So you kind of touched on this at the start, Monica, but I did not realize the life transition. Like I feel like, you know, Mm. other life transitions when you get engaged or you move in with your partner or you get married, like those kind of milestones, they're big, they're exciting, but I feel like not that much changes. It's like, you Mm. know, it's still the same relationship, still the same person, but the transition from me, like giving birth and having another little human rely on you just I very much call it like it felt like once Ivy was born, it was like a death of my old self. And it it, it truly is, isn't it? Um, So such a big life transformation. And it's just at the start, it was just so overwhelming. I think, you know, the hormones, the the life change. um, Ivy was a very colicky baby. So she wasn't, you know, the happiest. And we had quite a few issues. And so it just went from one life to this very different extreme life um Mm. and it's like the most amazing bubble and it's the most amazing experience but it's definitely the most hardest thing I've ever done and I'm someone who has created two seven figure businesses I've done my law degree like I love hard things like give me a challenge all day every day but it's because it's it's something you can't control and I'm, mm. you know, you know me, Monica, I am a control, <laughs> you know, a control freak. I mm. I love being, you know, in my masculine energy and doing. And this transition was very much needing me to surrender, to let go, to be in my femme energy. Um, so, yeah, huge life transition. Wow. Wow. Huge. So what was your expectation of what it was going to be like versus the actual reality then? like even little examples with just like juggling the work and then being a mom and also wanting to be an amazing wife and a friend all at the same time. Yeah. So, and that's like the, the start was really hard because I think I just did not grasp what I was getting myself into. (laughs) I just didn't know. And (laughs) I was like, Oh, I have a baby. Like, funny. That's going to be great. Yeah. And it's really funny because I'm not maternal. I am someone Mm. who is not maternal at all. And it was honestly like my husband, we've been together since I was 17 and he would have had a baby 10 years ago. And he's like, he's the most loving father. He's amazing. I'm not as maternal, but it's so weird. I I turned 26 and I just had this like burning desire to have a child. But yeah, Mm. so the expectation is just you I don't know. I didn't know what I actually expected, but it's just mm. so different. I think for me, the biggest changes was before is I could work when I wanted, how I wanted, all hours of the day. I probably like, didn't have boundaries. Um, mm. So I found it quite difficult because I was now like, when I went back to work, I started, you know, two days a week and then I went to three days and I'm currently doing four but I had to be so intentional with my time. So it's like when I got to work, um, I've learned to work a lot more efficiently um, Mm. and just putting in the boundaries of when I'm at home, I'm at home, I'm with Ivy, I'm with Tim. And when I'm at work, 
I'm at work. And that has been such a huge change. Um, I think also the whole mothering part, I just, like I said, I didn't think I was that maternal, but, and it's not like Ivy was born and I just turned maternal and I became this natural mother. It's very much something I have learnt and grown, but, you know, we're seven months down the track and I do feel like I have like just these instincts and I've kind of lent into them and that's something I'm really surprised about. Um, hey, wait, what was the question? Am I answering? The, qu- the question, yeah, no, it is. You are, I was just, I just asked like, what was your expectation of doing mm. all this versus like, what was the actual reality that you had to face? Yeah, yeah, so exactly. You can't and so, it. okay, good. <laughs> okay, we'll leave baby, that. Baby, baby brain for sure. Uh, no, totally fine. I mean, you could, we could go on for ages about this topic, right? So, okay, so when you were saying then, Georgie, like parts of you died, I feel like a lot of women will resist like this change of season in their life. They feel like they are losing a part of themselves or they're losing their life rather than gaining so much of their life. You know, um, it's kind of like the, it's been really interesting. I've been seeing some things just like floating around for maybe the past kind of year where motherhood can almost be talked down upon of like all the things that you lose. And whilst that's a reality that I think we all need to talk about, I also am like, and obviously I'm only a mother to dog, so I don't have the full grasp of this whole conversation, but I feel like from the clients that I've worked with, it's like an understanding and an education piece of changing your mindset around all the things that you gain and the boundaries around like you still can have you time and X, Y, and Z. It's just about giving yourself permission to do all of those things. Like it's giving yourself permission to still run these businesses whilst you're all like doing it all, like giving yourself permission Mm. to do it all. So what do you feel like was the parts of you that you had to let go of and let die quote unquote, in order for you to be like reborn into this newer, better, more expanded version of yourself? Yeah, well, it's kind of just going back a little bit, Monica, what you just said about I struggled a lot because I always knew I wanted to go back to work and, you know, Mm. I am the quote-unquote breadwinner in our family and Tim always wanted to be at the stay-at-home dad. And I really kind of battled at the start of this guilt, this guilt of, you know, because I went back to work after two months. So Ivy Girl was only eight weeks old and I was like, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Am I going to regret this? You know, other moms, I had literally DMs from other moms being like, oh my God, I could never leave my child at eight weeks. Oh Jesus like, Christ, you know, they need those... to keep their thoughts to themselves, don't they? <laughs> and I had to go through a really big mental thing of, um, sorry, a mindset, mindset mm. shift of Georgia you get to create your own reality. What Mm. do you want? What feels good for you? Because when I'm in alignment, when I feel good, my family is going to thrive. I am going to be the best mom. And that is such a big mind shift. And I'm someone who, you know, I teach this stuff. I, I know this stuff, but I had to process this. I had to journal it out. I had to be like, that does not make you a bad mom, Georgia. Because if you're following, you know, these guided steps and you feel like this is the right step and, you know, I was doing things very consciously of putting in boundaries and, you know, if I'm not feeling guilty, 
that is where it's at. There's no point on me going to work, feeling guilt, having this cycle or anything like that. So I, the biggest thing at the start was even, like you said, giving myself permission and just going, you get to create your life. You get to be different. And I do come from a childhood where my dad was the breadwinner. He earned all the money. He had a lot of the control. And my mom, you know, I come from a family of four children. She stayed at home with her and she's the most maternal and amazing mother. And so I had to battle. um, I had a lot of internal battles of, you know, this makes me a bad person because I want to go to work rather than looking after my child. Or, you know, will Ivy even remember me? And all these limiting beliefs. And, um, you know, I did come to a place where I was like, no, fuck that. I get Mm -hmm. to live a life that feels good to me. And that is only going to benefit my family. And I know growing Mm -hmm. up, um, still being conscious, still, you know, I, and it's, we've come to such a beautiful place where I feel so fulfilled. I feel so you know, in my power that when I'm at home with Ivy, I seriously am like the best mom to her and I mm-hmm. treasure the time. And then it works really good with my husband because he was like born to be a, a dad. And so mm-hmm. we've worked out this routine and it is so different. And I think a lot of people might look at our lives and just kind of just be a little bit shocked, you know, yeah. even though we're living in the 21st century, it's like, They just might be a bit shocked, but something I constantly remind my community is your life doesn't have to look like other people. Amen. It's got to make you happy. Yeah. And when it makes you happy and you're living in alignment and you're living your true power, like good shit happens. And that's actually Mm -hmm. something I'm sure we can get in a bit later, Monica, is Mm -hmm. I truly believe my trying to conceive journey was long because I had limiting beliefs around being a mum and what it meant for my career. And once mm. I was actually aware and able to work through those, and I was like, no, fuck it. I get to be pregnant and be a mum and my career gets to, you know, um, continue to evolve, continue to, um, you know, grow. And it's funny because when I got pregnant, I had one of the most successful financial years and growth growth years in regards Mm. to, you know, my following, I got like these brand deals where these brands literally came after me because I was pregnant and just like so many things that blew my mind. Yeah. Do you remember battling with ditching one of the brands? Because you were like, I don't know whether like then, like then that money won't come in. And I I don't know what I said, but it was basically just like, if that doesn't feel right, you have to fucking trust it. And then you did it. And then 10 seconds later, it was like your dream brand came in to be like, we want it. And you got paid more than what you did with the previous brand. And not only did they come in, but they were like, yeah, they wanted to pay me double. And they wanted to do like my own collection that I had full control over. I love that. And it, and it was in, it was insane. And because for years, wow. I reckon I had like, you know, blocked myself because I thought life mm. had to be a certain way. And then, yeah. And then once I realized, no, I get to create my own life. I get to decide how it is. Um, yeah, things truly change and truly blossom. And again, mm. that's what I'm currently processing and journaling and still working through to be very yeah. transparent now is what life means now as a working mom because it is different I do have less time than before but I'm you know flipping the script and going 
that doesn't mean that you won't have more success. That's actually Correct. time is just a you know construct. Like it doesn't mean yep. anything. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm having to constantly work on those beliefs and like, yeah, you know, rewrite the script. So as we talk about being a new mom, there is something that I will do a podcast on in the very near future about the trauma of going through birth and the experience of having such a rapid change in your life. And I have helped countless new mums go through um, major trauma healing from their birth, whether it was their ideal birth or not, it is a trauma on your body. And it can be, you know, a traumatic experience for some of you, even being pregnant, it depends how your pregnancy went. So what I'm actually opening up is a few mini one-on-one packages. So there's two sessions in the package and you can buy two of the packages to make it four sessions if you would like. And you will get me for two one-on-one calls and two weeks of voice messaging, texting support, X, Y, and Z between the calls for that integration and for that extra bit of support. So if you know that you want this, click the link below. It is only available like right now in the year. So if you're listening to this and it's a few months later, it's not going to be available anymore. Um, But if you know that you want to stay in the loop for when I do sometimes open up these little mini packages, then make sure you're on my one-on-one wait list because I do not open them very often. I I actually haven't done this for a very, very long time, but I'm hoping that next year I will be able to do it a bit more sporadically um, as I have more people on my team. So I'm able to really focus on just my client work and do a lot less of the admin, which is fantastic. So if you know you want to do this, if you know you want to snatch up one of these spaces, the details are below for you to do so. Even if you are not a new mom, but you would like to get one of these mini packages, you can also get one of them below if you haven't seen the details on my Instagram story. Totally. I mean, amen. I was even saying this to one of my clients the other day. It's newly, that's she's newly pregnant, and like she's like a sag, and like not to put each, put ourselves in boxes, but like as a sag, I'm also one. We like really need freedom, and we really need like quote unquote selfish time. And her whole fear. And like her whole rejection of the pregnancy was um, because like nausea is um, like the energetic reason behind nausea is rejection of pregnancy. And so when we were going into it, the whole rejection of pregnancy was that she was like, I don't want to be ruled by this baby. I feel like I'm already being ruled by the baby and it's not even fucking here in the flesh yet. Like I'm not even holding it. I'm like, I don't want to lose my life and I still want to be able to travel and do amazing things. And it was rewriting the whole script of like, just because so-and-so in the fucking playground is a stay-at-home mom that doesn't do anything else besides that. That makes her happy maybe does not mean that you have to do that. And so just like the sheer work around giving herself permission Mm. to be fucking selfish and to draw boundaries and to communicate with her um, fiance that like that they're having a fucking nanny and and, like a housekeeper so that she can go and get her nails done on a fucking Tuesday because that's going to make her a better mother. Like just understanding that and embodying that I think is so huge for so many women and also like men like on the other side like they also need permission to have them time right like being a father is like it's different to being a mother but it's still a stress for them and I feel like there's just almost not that there's conversation about it but I feel like almost in in a way sometimes the wrong way because it's like it's really about elevating you as a parent it's not that you have to like you know 
It's not that you're trying to take you time. I'm like, it's, this should be a non-negotiable of just like, we need to mm. normalize that you get to do it all when you're a parent. And actually it's going to make your child better off because the even if you give your child three hours rather than 13 throughout the day, those three hours are going to have no resentment, no like annoyance. You're going to be fucking happy. The child's mm. going to know that you're happy. Like if you like children yeah. know when you're happy or when you're resentful and when you want to go do something else with your time. Can I comment on that? Because we just had a really great example of this. So like I said, I grew up where mom and dad, very family orientated, mom did everything. So no help, no help from grandma, no help from nannies, did everything herself. And it was like, I get my drive from my mom. She's so driven. So she very much took children like her career and she was going to do it all. Um, So I resonate her in a completely different way, but We recently, so Ivy's eight months old and we had our first international family holiday holiday book. So we went to Fiji, which is like Uh good because it's like when I go on holidays, I just want to relax. I don't want to do like sightseeing or like anything crazy. I want to sit by the pool and just like relax. And I was feeling like quite nervous going into it because so many people had put in my head, like I had the discussion with my older brother and he was like, oh, holidays with kids, like you don't actually get to relax. Like it's for the memories, but you don't get to relax. Um, And then, you know, even my parents were like, oh, you're going on holidays when she's only eight months old, like she needs to nap all the time, blah, blah, blah. Um, Anyway, so I just, the whole probably two weeks before our holiday, I just kept putting like out into the universe. I kept journaling and I was like, this holiday is going to be relaxing. We are going to have the most amazing family time. Me and Tim are going to, you know, reconnect because that's like mm-hmm. another big thing with having yeah. a baby and your partner. Um, you know, this it's going to be amazing. So a couple of event, events happened which – they looked like blocks, but now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, that all happened for reasons. So the first thing mm-hmm. is we were actually meant to go on holidays with my brother, his wife and two kids, and they got COVID literally the week before. So they couldn't come because um, Fiji doesn't, you have right. to get tested and it's a whole big thing. Yeah, so yeah. they got COVID, so they weren't coming. And I truly believe it's probably because it would have been a bit more hectic um, with totally, them there. Like, it would have been lots of fun. Um, but a little bit more hectic. And then even us trying to get on the plane, I had some issues with my vaccine. And anyway, long story mm-hmm. short, we got there. Um, there was So the room that we stayed in, because we stayed in a very nice uh, four-bedroom because we were supposed to be with my brother, um, yeah. it came with a full-time nanny, which I <gasps> had just oh never Oh, my seen. fucking God. We need to all normalize yes. that. Okay, that is a standard from now on. Your hotel room comes okay georgia you have set this standard for me when i am a mom the hotel room comes with a full-time fucking nanny yes 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 a full-time nanny monica and i had never even like thought about this on holidays and so i kind of like then so the first night we got there late in the afternoon so we didn't like meet anyone we took ivy to dinner she was tired so she was like cracking it we're in this like we stayed at five senses. So it's like beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're in this like mm-hmm. restaurant. I felt so bad. Cause like, you know, everyone's trying to relax. My baby's crying. Mm-hmm. So we ended up just getting like the food delivered to the room. We had to put her to bed. So we ate the food cold and mm-hmm. I just sat there and I was like, fuck, like, Oh my God, yeah. this is like not, you know, this is everything that everyone tells you. So then the next day the nanny introduces herself. Um, I felt a bit weird at the start because I actually kind of, 
remember growing up, going on holidays with mum and dad and mum kind of being very judgy of mm-hmm. parents who put their kids in kids clubs and then like go off and have a holiday. And then she's like, you know, that's so selfish. I remember her yeah. saying those words. That's so selfish. Um, and then, uh, you know, the nanny took Ivy and it was really good because we had breakfast with her. She had some food, but then like she cracked it and the nanny just came mm-hmm. over and took her away not took her away, but just down to the lounge. And me and Tim could sit and eat breakfast together and have a conversation. And then, um, you know, Ivy needs two naps a day, two naps per day for like, and she sleeps an hour and a half to two hours. So Mm -hmm. me and Tim would have just been sitting in the room doing nothing, whereas the nanny could stay with Ivy when she slept. Me and Tim went stand-up paddleboarding. We had lunch together. We had so much time. I got a massage but then we would go back to the room, see Ivy, feed her, make sure she's okay. And then we'd go back out and then the nanny would just help with everything. And I had the best trip. Me and Tim were so connected. We felt so in love. We had so oh, much Ivy lo- time. I have goosebumps. I love that for you guys. Yes. And like I, I did not know that was a thing. And it was funny because it was the second day and Tim said to me, I'm starting to feel so guilty. Like we're just palming our child off. And I was like, look, I'm feeling the exact same, but what's the alternative? And we had a big discussion about it. And then at the end, I love him. He goes, yeah, fuck that. We get to live our life however we want. (laughs) We get to live our life however we want. And like, this is good for us. And, you know, like he had to go through his limiting beliefs. And just because, you know, it looks, you know, different to what other people do, it's okay. And -hmm. I had to really be like, my life is allowed to look different. It mirrors what is best for us. And like, we had the most amazing trip. And like, everyone who I talk to just like can't believe it. <laughs> and what's best for you guys is best for Ivy. And like, people are always yes. worried about um, traumatizing their child. So they're like, if they're super self aware, they're trying to be like, all like trying to do everything perfectly. And I'm always like, no matter what you do, you are going to traumatize your child. Like the child is going to have trauma because it's about their perception. And like, you know, there could be people listening that think that Ivy is going to be traumatized from this experience. But for all we know, when she's 20 years old, she can be like, wait, I don't even fucking remember that. Like what? And it's like, she wasn't fucking traumatized (laughs) by it, right? Like, it's like, if you're trying to be perfect all the time at the expense of your happiness and your relationship, like Tim said, like, it's not fucking worth it. Yeah. And that's even like, I remember growing up with mum and very much having, and I think this is why I then lived life, how, you know, very opposite to what my mum did. Cause I just, I felt like, not that she regretted things because, you know, my mum was very smart. She got ducks of the college. She had this really great law job and then she had kids and, you know, she couldn't do her career. And she not that she brought it up a lot, but I almost felt guilty for stopping mm. her. And so I I think that's why I very much pushed against what my parents did. And I'm like the polar opposite is because I felt like, you know, my mom had these like weird regrets and I almost felt like guilty for being her child and, you know, these different things. And so that's like, I have to remind myself like, yes, I had the best childhood and I love my parents and all that sort of thing. But it's like, I want to live my life to the fullest and I want Ivy to see that. And then I want her to go, you know what? Mum lived her life how, you know, she wanted and what felt good and what she thought was best. And I'm going to do the same. Whether that's different to me, great, amazing. Like 
we are all humans. Like we're all in these different yeah. experiences. But once you have that awareness, it just takes all the judgment away and it just, it makes things, um, it makes things easy and feel good. And I think a lot of stories around parenting is it has to be hard. It has to be yes. hard and grueling and you don't get to enjoy it. And I remember having a conversation with my brother who has, you know, three kids and he's like, basically you ha- you'll have a shit life for the next 10 years and then it will get a little bit better. What is this conversation about it? I saw someone on Instagram last night. They asked a question of like, do you still want kids? And she responded basically saying no, because she's seen how it just ruins relationships and people lose their lives. And I was just like, why the fuck do you think that's needed on Instagram for all of these people that are pregnant, like all these women that are pregnant or they have a child to have that energy coming into like their vibe? Like if that's what you think, then great. But like I have always felt the same. Like I've always said very openly, even on the podcast like when I have when as soon as I'm fucking pregnant the hunt for a nanny is is happening like I have got no shame in having a full-time nanny and night nurse because at the end of the day I do want I don't I want to be able to run my business and I want to be able to be a good wife and a good friend and you you cannot do it all without help like you can do it all but you cannot do it all at the same time like you cannot be a good lover and sleep deprived at the exact same time like it's not gonna happen so you need to like just be flexible with where you're willing to accept help and that's even something that me and Tim reflected on because like like I said Ivy had colic in her newborn stage it was really hard and I remember looking around and thinking everyone's a liar about this like newborn bubble because it was honestly such a hard and difficult time for me and me and Tim have reflected and we're like if next baby, because I definitely want to have more babies, if next baby yeah. is like similar to how our experience was with Ivy, 100% we're getting a night nurse. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucked. Eight fucking men, no shame. Just, like, like, fuck losing sleep. Like, how is that helping you be yeah. a good mum? And that's like, I talk to other mums because I got back into, you know, working out because that's, you know, something I really do for my mental health mm. and I got back into it you know, eight weeks after Ivy was born and Ivy started sleeping through when she was 12 weeks old because I got a sleep consultant straight in. And so she started sleeping 12 hours a night as soon as she was 12 weeks old. And I talked to other moms who were like, oh, I want to work out. And like the baby's still waking up twice a night. And I'm like, babe, if I was waking up, I would not be working out. Like I need sleep. There's, and yep. I think that's why my recovery postpartum was quite good too, is because I was sleeping 12 hours a night, you know, the same as Ivy oh when she was God, probably called. But I, but I took steps. I was like, sleep consultant, yeah. nanny, let's do this. Yes. Like, cause I knew yes. I had to show up for myself and it's not normalized. Like I remember even telling you know, my, my friend, I, who, mm. she had a perfect newborn, but she's like, what do you mean you paid someone to tell you when to feed and when to put her to bed? And I'm like, yeah. And it worked a treat. And she now sleeps, you know, 12 hours instead of wake up three times a night. And she just like, couldn't grasp it. But I was like, no, that's what I needed to do. And your baby mm-hmm. might be different or not, but it's like a lot of mums will suffer and I spoke to a, a mum who got the same sleep consultant, but it wasn't until baby was 12 months old. And she, her baby was waking up three times a night until she was a year old. She got the <gasps> sleep consultant and slept through. And she's like, I cannot believe I suffered through this because mm. I thought it was normal. And it's because I thought that's what I had to do. And it's like, you always have a choice. You always get to decide. 
And like even Amen. like this complete consultant was only seventy dollars an hour. It's not like it was a big expense, but I think a lot even of even if it was a thousand, like Georgie, I fucking to... pay for that shit. Yeah, like I mean, it's about valuing of course, yourself, right? Of course, yeah. Like, it all comes but down to think do they you... have to do it all. Yeah, it all comes down to like, do you value yourself and the fucking health of your child? Like, it's not helping your child to be waking up a million times throughout the night. It's just like people need to. Like we need to give ourselves permission to invest in ourselves because we un- like because you understand that investing in yourself is not throwing away money. It is literally a sign of how much you value yourself. And if you value your sleep, you will pay a million dollars to make sure that you have good sleep for the health of yourself. And if you value your time or if you value your relationship, like you will do these things. I didn't even know you could hire a sleep consultant that is going on the list. That will be purchase number one of when this happens. I- I will, I will give you mine, Monica, because she's like, yeah. a, like, oh my god, I can't even. Amazing. I love, does she you do it her. online or something? <laughs> yeah, we did everything over the phone. I mean, amazing. Like, why, why would anybody not do that? Oh my god, I, I'm gonna tell my friend this. It's pregnant too because she's like, fuck this whole like, I have to lose my time shit. Like, that's not happening for me. I'm like, amen. No. Um. Okay. Well, I'm obsessed with, I'm obsessed with all that. So, um, hold on. Coming back to the relationship stuff. So, what has changed in your relationship? And on the topic of normalization, what do we need to normalize and understand, and also decide differently about our relationship with having a newborn? Um, yeah, so I think it's like at the start, it's quite difficult because, you know, you're just, you're trying to figure out this new human. So you're mm. both trying your best and, you know, there is, even if you have a nanny, even if you have a night nurse, there are going to be circumstances where you're, you know, both flustered, you're trying to figure out why this baby's crying, you're just trying to make it okay. Um, just even the whole, like, the whole process of giving birth and everything. Like it's just such a wild time. And actually Mm. I think me and Tim's experience of me giving birth was the most, oh my God, connecting experience for our relationship. I want to hear about it. Oh my God, please tell me about it. I am obsessed (laughs) with like, with birth. Like it's just so amazing. It's so fucking primal. Right. And it's, it's like when you have really primal sex and you just feel so connected and I'm like, I can just Mm. imagine that birth would be like 10 levels beyond primal sex. So I'm like, I might just black out and die from the intensity of that. (laughs) Honestly, Monica. So like I didn't like my birth was very long and it kind of you know didn't go to plan but now looking back it was perfect for us yeah but it was this whole experience where we went through like a lot of things and then this happened and then we had to figure it out and then this happened Mm -hmm. and I remember me and Tim because Ivy had to go to the NICU um because she had some breathing issues straight after um but no sorry actually me and Tim the first shower so we got home Ivy was asleep the first shower after like getting home from the hospital, like we had a shower together and he said to me and he's like, you know, he had his hands around me and was hugging me. And he said to me, honestly, if we can go through that together, like we can go through anything. Like he just felt so connected and, and so bonded. And it is, it's like, it's such a, and it's all like if you let it be because my mm-hmm. birth, you know, I wanted in a natural, calm birth and my birth was not that. I, you know, had to get an epidural. I had to. I was internally bleeding. There was lots of things happening. 
but right. we both were just like going with the flow. We, um, anything that happened, we didn't uh, block it. And we just like, okay, yeah. we're going with it. We're, you know, yeah, going with the flow. And I think because we had such an open mind and we just went with it, like it was an epic experience. Like it was mm. amazing. And I was, you know, conscious. I could like feel everything and he was there. He received Ivy and put her on my chest. And it just, I don't know, it very much feels like if we can go through that together, we can go through everything. Yeah. And he was so amazing. We were so connected. We did a lot of like birthing stuff beforehand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he said that to me and it was just so beautiful. Uh, and then so after, it's just about, I guess, giving each other time and space to figure out this next chapter of yourself mm. because you do it's a it's a death of myself it's a death of him and we're really good and respectful of our time so for example if I've had a you know a harder week at work he's like babe this weekend um, I want to play golf Saturday uh, Sunday book yourself in for a massage I'll take mm. Ivy the whole day you go to the beach you journal and so we're very kind of like even and fair where even though he's at home with Ivy all week, like that's his quote unquote job and my job's yeah. at, you know, work. But then on the weekend, it's not like he goes, well, I've had Ivy all week, so I'm going to fuck off. It's, mm-hmm. I, you know, he needs his time. He needs his golf. And I respect that. I'm like, amazing. Yeah. You do. You need that to be a better person. I've never, anything he wants to do. I'm like, sure. Amazing, babe. If I've also got something on, it's like, can we call the nanny? Can we talk to grandma? But then he's yeah. really good with facilitating. I'm doing this. Why don't Sunday you get a massage or why don't you do this? Cause mm. he knows my alone time is everything. And I love him. I love my daughter, but I need my alone time oh my because God. I turn into Georgie, a I fucking get this. psycho. <laughs> I get this. Like I, even last night I was like, he wanted to claim that it was his ideas for a boy's night. And I made it very clear to all the boys. It was my idea. I said, I need alone time. Like, I need alone time, like in order to thrive. And, um, but also like just to second that people forget sometimes, especially in like stressful times in their life, how letting your partner and also doing the same for yourself, letting your partner do things that make them happy is going to make this situation that you're in less stressful because he's going to come home being so much calmer, so much happier, so much more confident, showing up in a better way. And for you to go do you time, even if it's just literally driving around for an hour, blaring music in the car, you are going to come back home feeling so much better because you've given yourself permission to just have some you time separate from and from like the man that you love. And I'm sure you love him to absolute pieces, but we all need time to just do us things. And, you know, there has been times where like just even the other weekend, Tim went out for like a boy's night. And that's like when we we were going to Fiji like the next morning, like early in the Mm. morning. And so I was like, you know, can you be home at a reasonable time? We're traveling with babies for the first time. Yeah. Long story short, he was not home at a reasonable time. Oh God, that was me out so much. The initial (laughs) reaction... Oh my God. It's like, cause I'm like, I don't care that you're fucking out with the boys. I care about getting a child through customs, but I had to kind Amen, of sit babe, I totally go, get it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> like inside I was like, blood was boiling, but I just had to yep. like sit back and be like, it's fine. I'm, you know, I'm going to deal with this situation. And then like in my yep. head too, I'm like, it's fine because the next time I want to have a girl's night, he's not going to be able to say yep. anything to me. 
He needs this time. And it's like, it's all fine. And I think it's just about being respectful and not being spiteful, not being like, oh, well, he's mm. fucked. I can't believe he's doing this, blah, blah, blah. And almost just like clocking yeah. it and just trying to be neutral. And then and a big thing I do is not tit for tat, but for example, if he does something, I will always plan something on the other mm. day or during the week just so I never feel resentful towards him because I know if he – because he's very – um, you know, Tim, he's like – so chill. He's so calm. He just does his thing. He doesn't need permission. He's not all in his head. So he's very like, I need to do this and he'll go do it. Whereas me, I feel like a bit of guilt and I'm like, oh, but you know, Ivy and blah, blah, blah. But I always make sure to plan myself to do something if he's, you know, doing something just because I know resentment will start to creep in if it was left Mm -hmm. too long or anything like that. So I'm just being like, proactive and just knowing what I need rather than yeah. going, oh, but I should, you know, I've just worked all week. I should, you know, spend my whole weekend with Ivy. It's like, no, I worked all week. That's not me time. So mm-hmm. of course I want to spend time with Ivy and of course I will, but I'm going to go get a fucking 90 minute massage because I need yes. that. And that's important. Amen. And to second that, like, even I do that, like, I know myself well enough to know that, like, especially in a city, like, yeah. that, where I don't really know people, you know, if he's going, like, he's got two boys weekends in August, for example, and initially it's like, you know, you could, like, stay here, like, have a chill weekend, like, like, go, like, make new friends. And I'm like, absolutely fucking not. I'm going to New York. Like, I am not sitting around whilst you're having a boys night, a boys weekend, because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get into my head. I'm going to want the, I'm going to want attention. I'm in a city that I don't really know like I'm not gonna find it fucking relaxing I'm gonna take myself to New York and I'm gonna go have two girls weekends because one I need them anyway and then two like we're both having fun and we both get to come back after those weekends share our great weekend together and neither of us is gonna feel guilty for like the other person having fun and us not if that makes sense like I'm very aware of that and I know him well enough to know that like he will feel guilty even if I tell him not to he will feel guilty if he's out having fun and I'm sitting at home in a city that I don't really know that well, like not doing very much. So it's like, I don't want him to feel that and then not have fun. So I'm also going to do something to ensure that he can then let go and have fun and X, Y, and Z. Exactly. And it's all about being aware. And rather Mm. than being like, oh, well, I should want to do this or I should do this. It's like, you know yourself, like you should intuitively be able to, you know, know how you will feel. And it's just about Mm. being proactive and like, putting things in place. I spoke to a girlfriend recently who had a baby at a very similar time than me. And, you know, she's going through some stuff in her relationship and it's very much where, you know, he goes and he does a lot of like boys weekends and does that. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't. And I was like, you need to put things in place. So you don't get to this point where you're like, you know, breaking point and you're like so over him and so resentful. You need, it's like, not that she's playing victim, but it's just like you need to take take control of your life and put things in place so you don't get to this point. Because it is, yeah. it's like you need to do it. And she's got help from, you know, her mom. Like there is definitely avenues and it does make things a bit more difficult. But just a huge thing for us is just being like being very proactive and just making sure and like respectful, like we're very respectful. If I've gone and planned something, I will very much encourage him to go and plan something and vice versa. 
Amen. Amen. I love that. So to finish up, Georgie, what do you feel like would be your top tips for women that like for when they're expecting, when they have their baby or if they are, if they already have um, a child and they're a mom, like what would be the top tips for going through this transition phase and uh, still running your own business? Like share with us what you do now that like keeps you sane and keeps us all like keeps the ship running smoothly. Yeah. Well, the first thing is like, I think the big thing is you need to decide how you want your life to look. So everyone can do this, even if, you know, you're not having a baby, but, you know, within your business, within everything, you need to decide what you want it to look like and then plan from there. So for me, for example, I knew I wanted to go back to work um, quite quickly. I knew I needed that to be my best self. And I'm so passionate about what I do. It really like, yeah, just makes me be my best self. And so mm -hmm. it's also about like just in our routine, what we've set up is I need my alone time. I need to work out. I need to meditate and all that sort of thing to be, to even get into work. So what we've done is I wake up, I go to gym before Ivy wakes up. I get mm -hmm. home, she wakes up, we have cuddles, I make sure her and Tim are all good and then I get ready to work. I go to work and then I always make sure I'm home like mid-afternoon, like 3.30 and then mm -hmm. it's Tim's time where he goes to gym. He, you know, I don't know what he does. I love that. <laughs> goes to the shop, <laughs> gets does. out of the house. <laughs> I don't know what he does. Probably just like <laughs> drives around, but like whatever. Yeah. And then I get the afternoon with Ivy and I do afternoon. We usually go for a walk to the beach together. Mm. We do the bedtime routine and I always put her down and that's like our special time. And then me and Tim both have dinner. Tim cooks dinner and then we both have yeah. dinner together. And so we've really facilitated where, you know, I get the morning for me. We both then work during the day and then Tim gets yeah. the afternoon for him. Like I'm saying, it's all about creating fairness. Um, but also a big thing that I wish I had done sooner is like, you need to fuck the guilt off. You need to oh, decide. Yes. You need to decide because that's not going to help anyone. It's not going to help your husband or baby or partner. And so you need to decide. I've picked that I, you know, want to do my business. I want to keep moving forward in that direction and you have to own it. And you have to, like I said, like, Decide that you get to create your own reality and just don't look at anyone else of what you should do. Mm. You get to create it. And that's just something I wish I had kind of implemented sooner. And it is about like if you are running your business and then you're coming home and you're having to clean the house and then cook dinner, obviously chat to your partner about what you can kind of share but it might just be, you know, getting some help for two hours in the afternoon. So, you know, they can kind of clean the house where you spend time with baby yeah. and then you feel like, you know, you're not doing it all. You're not burnt out. And it's like putting these little things in place so you can basically live your best life. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be this like dreaded thing where you're like, oh, I'm not going to have a life until they're, you know, 10 years old. It actually yeah. gets to be amazing. You just have to plan things out a bit more. You have to put boundaries in place mm -hmm. and you just get to decide, like have a bit of fun with it. And I think also realizing that the start, you don't know what you don't know. So just be very open-minded, have babies, see what, you know, you like doing, see what feels good to you. You might 
decide, I actually want to work from home or, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to do this and just be a bit open-minded about it um, rather than thinking you have to do things a certain way. I love that, Georgie. Thank you so much. I feel like that was the perfect way to wrap this all up. This has been so juicy and everything, just so many nuggets. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And it's so lovely to chat to you again. I feel like it's, it's been so way too lovely long. to see you. It's so lovely to see you. And I just can't believe that you're a mummy. It's so exciting. Um, is there any last I things know. that you would like to share with my audience? And then obviously, please share your Instagram handles. So they all know where to find you. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, not really. I, I feel like, you know, we covered so much. Uh, I think it's just about, I, yeah, deciding what life you want and then putting things in place to live it. And just don't look at other people. Don't look at other moms. Like you get to decide. And I really wish I had like listened to my intuition a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Georgie Stevenson. My natural supplement company is called Naked Harvest Supplements. And my podcast is Rise and Conquer Podcast. But thank you so much for having me, Monica. Thank you, Georgie, for being on. It's been such a pleasure being able to talk to you and share all your wisdom about this new journey that you're on. So I really appreciate it. Well, I hope that you guys absolutely adored that episode with Georgie. Like I said at the beginning, please make sure that you tag both of us in your Instagram stories, leave a review on the podcast if you haven't already, and make sure that you check out my mini one-on-one package if you are a mum or if you're not a mum and you want some support in healing trauma, being more being more in your feminine being able to let go, feeling more confident, getting rid of the constant worry of not being enough, whatever it is, you know, if you need me and, um, make sure you just bring one or two things to the mini trauma package, the mini one-on-one package, sorry. And we will absolutely heal those things faster than you ever thought possible. Okay, so I have made it so easy for you guys to be in that manifestation frequency all the time with my new manifestation meditation bundle. I've made three tracks to be in that bundle. There is a million dollar morning, there is a walking manifestation meditation, and there is also a reset your energy. And let me just tell you, like these, those two, the million dollar morning and the walking manifestation meditation, they're not like calm who tracks, they are like boppy, let's get the fucking vibes going. And all I can say is they have been on repeat in my car and I am obsessed with them. So make sure that you have grabbed those meditation bundles if you haven't already and there are more to come to look forward to. So just click the link below in the podcast description and you'll be able to see all of them that you can get access to.